Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Appreciate you joining me again today on our chapter a day journey, which finds us in Genesis 11. There were two verses um, that resonated with me this morning. One is verse four, which says, then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. And then verse six, which says, the Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Today's podcast is entitled Back to Babel. Over the past month or so, Wendy and I have been listening to a podcast called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. The podcast documents the story of a small group of people in Seattle who started a church, which then became a movement, and then suddenly it was gone almost overnight. It's also the story of the pastor, a young man who became one of the most famous and influential individuals in Christian circles. And yesterday, while I was spent the day driving on a business trip, I listened to a bonus episode about another young man who also became famous and influential at about the same time, and then deconstructed his faith, that's something of a fad at the moment, by the way, and eventually announced on social media that he no longer identifies as a Christian. So after I returned home last night, Wendy and I discussed the episode. On one hand, there's a morality tale in the stories of these individuals about the effects of celebrity and fame and influence. There's also a larger societal story about our culture of celebrity itself, in which an individual can be a famous celebrity without having any particular talent or having done or accomplished anything other than to be a celebrity. Today's chapter tells a story of the Tower of Babel, and it's the final story in Genesis, which scholars would classify as primeval. It joins the story of creation, the garden, the fall, Cain and Abel, Noah, and the great flood as foundational stories of the great story. Now, on the surface, the Tower of Babel is intended to describe how humanity went from one people and then was scattered into different nationalities, cultures, and languages. Under the surface, it's about humanity's pride nature and its ends. So humanity is one homogeneous people group, and they conspire to build a tower to the heavens, quote, to make a name for ourselves, end quote. I thought this a bit of synchronicity in the quiet this morning as my heart and my mind continue to mull over the stories I heard in the podcast about two young men who made a name for themselves, only to find their own lives and the worlds of those who followed them crumble. In the case of the interview I listened to yesterday, at least one of the two is still reeling, confused, lost, like humanity itself at the end of the Babel story. But there's another aspect to the Babel story that I recognized 30 years ago. As my life journey and spiritual journey have progressed, the more important I think that this lesson is. In the story, God recognizes that humanity's capabilities coupled with the sinful pride will result in nothing being impossible for them. And it seems that the narrative of the storyline is moving too quickly 
for God's design. And the scattering of the peoples and the confusing of the languages appears to be God's way of slowing the pace of the narrative back down. My earthly journey has been a fascinating time to live. I've watched the dawn of the computer age. I remember my first experience with a computer, a Radio Shack, TS-80, back in high school. I experienced the beginning of the internet and watched it grow and witnessed how technology has effectively united the globe. Now think about the coronavirus, which originates in China, where scientists and countries from around the world have invested in working together on biomedical research. This in a country who's considered to be less than friendly. I mean, I can't imagine that happening even a generation ago. Never since the Tower of Babel has humanity been more of a global village, increasingly united under the umbrella of technology and connected to all countries and cultures through social media. Just last week, the Wall Street Journal said that Facebook will soon be the sole news source for 80 to 90% of the entire world population. Just think about that. I've also come to recognize that perhaps for the first time since the Tower of Babel, we're living in a generation that can say nothing's impossible for us. We, we can genetically design babies. Scientists hope to birth a woolly mammoth in the lab within a few years. William Shatner, at 92, will take a commercial ride in space next month. In the last month, I've read articles about scientists who are focused on making it possible for humans to live forever. Mining on asteroids, life on Mars. And now Amazon has announced a robot for your home that rolls around to assist you and monitor your home for threats. I can have my very own personal Wally. The question, of course, is where does this all lead? And what fascinates me the most as I contemplate the answer to this question is that factually, life on Earth has never been better on the whole. There's less extreme poverty, less sickness, longer lives, better education, higher status for women, more access to information, better access to clean water supplies, less starvation and malnutrition. This is all true. They are facts. Read Hans Rosling's book, Factfulness. At the same time, I observe more and more confusion about who we are. Adults are asking children what gender they believe they are, and then arranging to physically alter their biology based on a child's choice. Scientifically, there are still just two genders, but philosophically, we're now told that there are endless genders to choose from, based solely on my choice to identify in the moment. After centuries of progress towards ending slavery, reducing prejudice, and accepting biracial and cross-cultural marriages in an increasingly large global village, we're suddenly regressing back into racial separation and segregation. What was once good is now bad. What was 
once bad is now progressive. What was once regressive is now progressive. Children now make life-altering adult decisions. Adults now chase an endless childhood. I am who I identify myself as in the moment, but that might change in the next moment. Please keep up. What is important is what's trending in the moment, and what's not important is anything in the past or that is not trending. So in the quiet this morning, I find myself fascinated by the world in which I live, where increasingly, like the Tower of Babel, from primeval <laughs> foundational story of the great story, nothing is impossible. I find myself mulling over the possibility that we are in the process right now of building a new Tower of Babel. We just don't recognize it. And this time we're building it with DNA and 5G networks and stem cells and lasers and robotics and fiber optics. And I find myself marveling at a culture that appears to me to be increasingly confused despite all of our knowledge and advancements. I find myself grateful for my simple identity. Quote, Yet to all who did receive Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. End quote. That's John 1.12. So I'm Tom Bainwell, child of God. And with that identity, I enter a new day. I hope you have a great day, my friend. We'll see you back here tomorrow.